Mm-hmm. You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, and we come to you um, every weekday at 9 a.m. And uh, for those listening in Tasmania, they, they can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. as well. And I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launchstone. Every Friday, David joins us, and um, he'll be continuing with the series titled The Coming King, and today's title, is, uh, today's episode is um, titled "Signs of the Times." Welcome, David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Tabitha. How are you? I'm well, despite the weather, the rain, mm. and the chilly weather. It's 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 a beautiful day still, and we thank God um, for this gift of life. And um, David, you've been sharing a lot. Let <laughs> me not say a bit, but you've shared, you've shared um, your experiences in life and um, other stories. Um, do you have something to share with us today? Yes, as I've been sharing in this, this series, I've been sharing about the challenges that we face in Christian life in the hope that uh, some of the resolutions to those challenges will perhaps help somebody else as well. Mm. The next challenge that I faced uh, after moving back to Western Australia was uh, changing careers. So I, I took the call back to um, WA after checking with God if that's where he wanted us to go. We were happy to go. We enjoyed the, 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 time, the previous time we spent there, a couple of years. Mm. Then when we got back, I found that the gentleman's agreement that we'd made over the phone with the manager of the uh, hospitality company that I moved to work for mm-hmm. wasn't um, uh, wasn't wasn't the same as what he told his manager, and so we only I only stayed in that job for about seven weeks, and then mm-hmm. I got a, a job in a completely different field, one that I'd never worked in before, and that was project management for a mining company, a company that made gears, it was a German company, and they made gears for a mining or for mining companies. <clears throat> and it was a quite a satisfying job. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it clearly wasn't where God wanted me to stay. And the challenge for me was staying in this job long enough to finish my IT studies. So I was studying programming at the time. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was a real challenge. Uh, you know, why, why did God have me in this job? Uh, who did I have to reach? Uh, what did I need to do? And it was interesting that it, it was almost like an interim job, you know, between a job between jobs, mm. where I knew I was heading towards working in IT and programming, and yet I was still doing this particular job. And, uh, look, it was a blessing as well. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a challenge, it was a blessing. And, you know, I could look and see that this is a nine-to-five job. You know, it was a Monday-to-Friday job. I didn't have to, um, you know, Mm -hmm. worry about working on the Sabbath. I I could just do the work. Mm. And so it was was a real blessing in that sense. But, you know, anyone who's changed careers or changed jobs knows the challenges that brings with it. And so I just want to encourage people that sometimes God leads in little steps uh, in a direction perhaps we wouldn't understand. But I look back now and I see how that work, that project management work, Mm -hmm. overseeing processes was something that helped me both in future jobs as well as as, uh, in my ministry today. So we've got to look for the small blessings in our challenges. 
I agree with you. Um, and that's something I've learned. And actually, that's something you learn over time as you grow and mature and have various experiences in life. Um, sometimes you're a bit confused when you find yourself in a um, certain situation. But I think sometimes just think about what um, you're trying to learn or God is trying to teach you out of that or what you can get out of it. Um, yeah, I think it's important. Mm. Um, thanks for sharing your um, experiences with us. Um, I really enjoy listening to your stories, and there's just a lot to learn from that. Mm. Um, and just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Um, text us any questions you have, any um feedback. We'd like to hear from you. And just also to remind us that um, you can catch up on previous episodes um, that you missed from the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. That is faithfm.com.au. Um, David, did you want to give a recap of last week's program? Yeah, I'd like to give a, a brief recap for those who, um, you know, last week might not remember back that far that far i know sometimes i have a challenge remembering from one week to another what happened the previous week Mm. because things are so busy so last week we looked at how daniel and revelation link in many of the prophecies and show us prophetically where we are in relation to jesus return and that's that's quite important for us to know but today what we're going to look at is where we physically are you know, where we are today uh, and the signs that Jesus predicted would be happening just before he returns. And we're going to look at the physical, political, social and spiritual signs that Jesus outlined. But before we, we read this um, this little passage in Matthew 24, perhaps I can have a prayer for us before we start. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you that we have your word. Thank you that you have shown us Uh, in these programs and also in many other ways that your word can be relied on today. And as we read it, we pray you would speak to us through it, through your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Tabitha, would you mind reading Matthew 24, Mm -hmm. 1 to 14 for us? And that'll be from the New King James. Okay, sure. Um, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations by, for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive another. Sorry, deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. 
Mm, thanks, Tabitha. Yes, yeah, some very important signs that Jesus mentions in there. You know, some warning signs are really effective. Other warning signs need a bit of fine-tuning. Mm. And and to illustrate this, I, I saw a picture once, uh, a, a real picture, mm-hmm. of somebody standing beside a big sign, mm-hmm. and the sign says, Caution, this sign has sharp edges do not touch the edges of this this sign, and it's 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 a really big. It may have been photoshopped actually when I look more closely at it, mm. but nevertheless, it's it's a big sign, and it's got these big words right across it. You know, watch out for the edges of the the sign. The sign is sharp. You know, that's the message you get. And in very very small writing, just at the bottom, you have to look very closely to even see it. It says also the bridge is out ahead. Now, which is more important? <laughs> it's not an effective warning sign for what is supposed to be warned against. Mm. But nevertheless, some signs are very clear and people ignore them at their own peril. Mm. One that comes to mind for me is the Titanic. Most of you will know the story of the, the Titanic. <clears throat> and they received multiple warning letters to say or telegrams to say watch out there's ice watch out there's ice ahead Mm -hmm. another one and they just ignored those signs Um, and so we know from history what happened there terrible tragedy and so many people lost their lives Mm -hmm. black lives matter protest rally uh, hotel quarantine all of these warnings don't do these things and we saw what happened in Victoria because of that. Mm. Um, as I mentioned last week, warnings are usually issued for our own benefit. Mm. They're given so that we can be aware of impending trouble and avoid it. So too, here in uh, Matthew 24, mm-hmm. God shows his heart and his love for people in that he wants to forewarn us and prepare us for what's coming so we're not caught unawares. He gives us these uh, warnings for our own benefit, our own benefit, so that we can see where we are in history, um, be ready for what's ahead, and not be caught napping, if you like. Hmm. And I, I believe when someone wants you, they care about you. They just they want you to for be sure. prepared. And uh, yeah, that just right. shows God's love for us. It really does. Mm. So perhaps our listeners would like to uh, respond uh, to the issues that were unfolding today, the warning signs, and also perhaps to this question, and hopefully we'll have time to come back to this just before we finish. Mm. Have you ever witnessed a storm approaching? What was the evidence that showed you it was on its way, and what did you do about it? And perhaps you can give the number again for us, Tabitha, for how people would respond to that. Yes, please text us your responses to 0488 Yeah, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear your experiences. Um, David, you like sharing your experiences, and it's good sometimes to hear what our listeners have to say. For sure. Um, So this first song is Revelation 19 by the Forbes family. The signs of the times are everywhere. The spoken word of Jesus fills the air. Wars and rumors on them all this night and day Do not be dismayed He's coming back someday Allow a little 
children, Jesus said, Come unto me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. But their little lives are taken, fear me not the Holy One. But hear me when I say, Judgment's on the way. He'll ride on the cloud to take his bride away. Triumphantly the church will see Jesus any day. The things as we know them will soon pass away. Will soon pass away. Someday. He'll ride on a cloud to take his bride away. Triumphantly, the church will see Jesus same day. The things as we know them will soon pass away. Will soon pass away. The things as we know them will soon Welcome back to Taz Encounters, and that is Revelation 19 um, by the Forbes family. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell. And um, um, today's topic is Science of the Times, and we also have a free book offer for you. It's a beautiful book. It's called Darkness Before Dawn, and that's by Ellen White. Um, we'll give you more information about that Um uh, later on. And uh, just to remind our listeners, we have a question for you. Have you ever witnessed the storm come approaching? What was the evidence that showed you um, it was on, on its way? And what did you do about it? Uh, please text us your answers to 048-880-891. And um, so, David, so we're looking at this new series um, titled The Coming King and uh, today's presentation is Signs of the Times uh, and before the break um, the text we read showed that Jesus outlined earth's, earth, the earth's history down to his return and he answered the disciples' questions about the destruction of Jerusalem and his return um, so can you elaborate a bit on where we are in that timeline yeah sure Tabitha thanks for that intro there so as I said before the break, Jesus gives us warnings so we can see where we are in history and be ready for what's ahead. And that's very important for everyone to, to be aware of what's ahead and, and be ready for it. And often we don't know what's ahead. But that's the beauty of, of what Jesus tells us in the Bible is it gives us those warnings. It helps us to be prepared. 
<clears throat> so there are a number of distinct sections in this uh, chapter, in this uh, um, chapter 24. Mm-hmm. We haven't got time today to look at all of them, but we'll, we'll break it down a little bit. So as Jesus comes out of the temple on that last Monday before he's crucified, he reflects on the comments that his disciples of just and, and others have shared with him about the beauty of the temple. Mm-hmm. And he shocks his listeners by sharing that the temple will be, this beautiful building will be completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. And of course, the first response by his disciples are, well, well they ask him a whole bunch of questions and they roll it into really one big question but it's broken down into a number of questions and they just don't realize Mm -hmm. that it happens at different times when will these things be they say talking about the destruction of jerusalem what will be the signs of your coming Um, and what will be the signs of the end of the age and so jesus gives a broad overview of the history of the world in verses 3 to 14. And he talks about the history of the world and the signs of the end before he returns. We'll come back to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. Then he prepares them for what's ahead specifically for them. I want to read some of history, actually, to show you how it was fulfilled. So here, because of his great love for them, Jesus gives them warnings that they need to be prepared for what's ahead. Listen to some of this uh, and, and see then how it happens. So let mm-hmm. me first read from Daniel nine twenty six b This is a verse that confounded me for some time. <clears throat> Second half of verse 26. Um, Jesus, oh sorry, um, Jesus is speaking through Daniel and he says, And the people of the prince who is to come mm-hmm. shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now, when I when I read that, I used to think, well, but the Romans were the ones who destroyed Jerusalem. Now, I want to read a little bit, just a little bit, from Josephus, who is the Jewish historian writing for the Romans, and he writes about this. He says, while they, that's the people of the Jews, while they overthrew the city themselves... And force the Romans, whether they would or no, to gain a melancholy reputation by acting gloriously against them, and did almost draw that fire upon the temple, and when they saw the temple burning, didn't shed any tears on account of it. This is the Jewish people. The Jewish people. And then if we if we jump to uh, let's see, we'll go next to Luke chapter 19. Let me read something there. Mm-hmm. Luke 19, 43 and 44. Got to read these quickly or we'll run out of time. For the days will come upon you <clears throat> when your enemies shall build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Mm. Then in Josephus again, here is some uh, a number of pages from history. Their army kept them in, this is the Roman army kept them in, by enc- encompassing the city around on all sides. Thus Titus divided his legions mm-hmm. and began to raise banks both at the Tower of Antonio and at John's Monument. Therefore his opinion was that if they aimed at quickness, joined with security, they must build a wall round about the whole city, which was, he thought, the only way to prevent the Jews from coming out anyway. The whole was completed in three days. This this um, barrier around the city was completed in three days. Just fascinating that it was completed in history, which Josephus clearly recorded um, outside of the Bible, that the prophecies that Jesus said would happen actually did happen. 
and just in that way. Then in Matthew, uh, let me go back to Matthew 24 again, and I'll read verse 19. (coughs) 24 and verse 19. (laughs) Jesus says, But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. And he, he talks in this section about how bad things are going to be how bad things are going to be. And and let me read from Josephus how bad things were. It is therefore impossible to go distinctly over every instance of these men's iniquity. I shall therefore speak my mind here at once briefly, that neither did any other city ever suffer such miseries, nor did, did any age ever breed a generation more fruitful in wickedness that was that this was from the beginning of the world. So he is basically saying how bad mm-hmm. things were within the city. So so there was sedition that happened within the, the city. There were people who, who oh, they just, <laughs> they rebelled against their own leadership. They were, they were um, killing people within the city. They were taking whatever they could. And sedition is a conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against authority or state monarchy. So after they'd killed those, those Romans who were in the city, they turned on themselves and they were killing each other. And Titus actually opens the gates and allows them to take out many of their dead. During that siege, during the siege, the Romans are outside, they allowed over 650,000, 650,000 were killed inside the city and Titus actually allowed them to take some of those dead outside the city gates. And and so that that really describes very well of what happened that Daniel talks about the people of the prince. So the Jewish people themselves really destroyed their own city and the, the Romans just simply came in and finished the job. Um, it's just terrible when you see all the things that happened. However, this was prophesied beforehand and it was a terrible terrible time indeed so you know jesus details in his outline of history times and troubles way beyond the fall of jerusalem he outlines physical signs like famines, pestilences, earthquakes, political signs like wars, rumours of wars, mm-hmm. nations and kingdoms fighting each other, social signs like violence and lawlessness increasing as his return comes closer and closer. Mm. He talks about people being offended um, and betrayed. He outlines the spiritual signs. Now, he, he talks about um, things like false Christs. We see a lot of this. And we're going to, we're going to highlight this a little bit more after our next break. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going to go through uh, some of these in a little bit more detail and, uh, and show how, how um, it's being fulfilled before our very eyes. He talks about tribulation. On the, in the spiritual sense, people being hated and killed for the love of um, for the love of, for their love of Jesus, he talks about a specific type of love growing cold. Not just you know the affection for each other, he talks about the agape love that mm-hmm. is inside people. Mm-hmm. So this their love of God mm-hmm. will grow cold. People won't want to love God anymore. That's the love that's going to grow cold specifically. And then he talks about the gospel being preached to all the world. Mm-hmm. So the, these um, prophetic um, 
signs that Jesus gives. Mm-hmm. People have often said that, you know, these signs are not specific to Jesus' return. These signs have happened all through history. But I'll, I'll share something a little bit more after the break, how it it is very specific in the way Jesus explains it and in other places in the Bible, how we can see it's all coming together today. Mm-hmm. The Bible prophecy uses this principle called repeat and enhance. We see it in Daniel, Mm -hmm. and there are a number of visions that Daniel has uh, that talk about history and and our world. There's the statue, there's four beasts, which are four kingdoms, and there's the goat and the ram. Now, each of these three visions talk about coming world powers from his time and onwards. Mm -hmm. But each of the visions that he has describes... Um, the kingdoms and the times in more detail. So it's repeating the same prophecies, but it's enhancing the prophecies as well. And almost the whole of Revelation uses this technique where vision after vision describes events from the time shortly after Christ to the end of the world and the new one. Hmm. So it sounds like Jesus wanted to warn his hearers of the disasters that were ahead in their day, but he also warned of the disasters that are ahead of us, ahead for us, so we too can be aware of them, and believe in him, prepare and be saved. Yeah, that's right, Tabitha. And you know, he wants he wants us to be saved. That's really, really important. But mm-hmm. because he loves us so much, he wants us to be prepared as well for mm-hmm. what's ahead. And and I think that really speaks to the love of God to us and to all mankind, you know, right down from the time of Christ, from the time he left. Mm, indeed. And uh, we're going to listen to this song, Behold, Behold Revelation by Caroline Cobb. Like a bride in whitest gown Purely dressed I see the pilgrims coming home All creation finds shalom The promised rest The Lamb of God Tears away, death is through. 
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Behold, Behold Revelation by Caroline Cobb, and you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell. And uh, we asked a listener question earlier on, and um, we asked if you've ever witnessed a storm ca- coming, and um, what was the evidence that showed you a storm was coming, and what you did about that. And I'll just briefly share my experience. I've, I have experienced a storm approaching a few times, and what I did, I would check if I had anything outside that would, you know, be affected uh, when the rain comes. Like if I had washing, I'll just quickly put it inside and then I'll shut the doors and then I'll just make sure I like all the doors are shut and stay in the house and not go outside because I want to be dry and warm and safe in the house. Um, share with us your experiences uh, if you ever witnessed a storm approaching, which I believe most of us have. Just share with us um, how you, what showed you a storm was approaching and um, what you did about that. And for me, what I saw was um, there were strong winds and uh, I could hear thunder and then after that, rain. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so David, moving on. Um, so as we're looking at where we are in the timeline of the future, um, that Jesus described to those who are listening, um, what will, um, and what will occur before he returns? What else can you tell us about exactly exactly what we are and like the timeline we are in today? Where we are on the timeline? Yeah, that's yeah. that's good. Thanks, Tabitha. <laughs> Before the break, I was describing the different sections of this passage in Matthew that we read before, and how it describes different times in history. So, destruction of Jerusalem and the other things happening right down before Jesus returns. So, I want to look at some of those physical signs for a reason. So, firstly, Jesus describes the signs in the physical wor- world, and he describes it as as birth pains. Now, <clears throat> those ladies who are listening will understand this, and maybe some of the men as well, as they witnessed it with their wives. But as uh, as you have those Braxton Hicks contractions before, where just as the baby starts to get ready to come, the, those those contractions are still sore. They still hurt. I can <laughs> I can witness that, but they are not as strong. And they are fairly, you know, a long time between each of those contractions. Then as the birth... So... Mm. uh, The the compressions increase in intensity and frequency. So they become stronger and more painful. And they they come closer and closer together. And this is how Jesus is explaining the signs that are going to come. And earthquakes, when we look at earthquakes, one of those signs he mentions, we can see that very, very clearly today. Just in the last 10 years of last century. So when we say last century, I'm talking 1990 to 2000. Now, that's still recent memory for most people. There were only about a number, I think it was only about 27 earthquakes over over six on the Richter scale. 
Mm-hmm. In the first 10 years of this century, 2000 to 2010, there were 217 earthquakes over mm-hmm. seven on the Richter scale. Mm-hmm. So clearly, just in that 20-year recent history, mm-hmm. they are increasing in intensity, so mm-hmm. now up to over seven, and frequency. They are much much closer together. Even just a a few weeks back, we experienced an earthquake here in Victoria, or here in Australia, Mm -hmm. in Victoria, and we felt the effects. Some people felt the effects down here in Tasmania, Mm. and that was also over six on the Richter scale. So, you know, they're they're happening. They're happening more frequently. Jesus also speaks about famines, and a person dies of hunger today around the world Every 3.5 seconds. That's sad. One has just died now. And another. That's how much famines are affecting people in the world today. And then pestilences. We talk about pestilences just in the last 100 years. Um, Spanish flu in 1904 killed nearly 50 million people. Um, swine flu, others more recently, in the last two years, we have AIDS. It continues. We don't hear much about it today, but it continues as mm. a pandemic. Ebola, in 2019 and 2020, while everyone was concerned about COVID-19, there was an Ebola outbreak in the Congo, and it jumped the borders, and we didn't hear much about that. That is a terrible, terrible disease that most people fear. Um, Of course, COVID-19 and the effects that's had on the world um, financially and physically. Um, Bubonic plague. Now, we thought we were done with this, but uh, last year there were two cases in Mongolia and one death from bubonic plague. Now, that's something that ravaged the world in the Middle Ages, killing also around 50 million people. Um, We have climate change. Now, we talk about climate change. Some people ignore that it's happening, but it is happening. Um, and, and it's resulting in, in really, really wild weather patterns. <clears throat> There's signs in the political world, wars and rumours of wars. Now, I'm not talking about progressive things here. I'm talking about things we are experiencing today, all of these things we are experiencing today. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm highlighting them. Wars and rumours of world wars. You know, two of the world's largest superpowers are making murmurings of war, US and China. um, that's that's a dangerous conflict Mm. if we get drawn into something like that nations and kingdoms fighting against each other jesus said now there are conflicts in afghanistan yemen ethiopia burkina faso uh, libya iran israel north korea Kashmir, and that's just to name a few you know in revelation 11 18 it says the nations were angry and that's pretty clear today (laughs) people are angry angry if you just go out in your own society it doesn't take much to inflame violence in the world Mm. Um, there's signs in the social world sedition and violence i talked about sedition being a an offense defined in law as the act um, of inciting revolt or violence against a lawful authority with the goal of destroying or overthrowing it. We see, we, we've seen this unfolding on the media in the last 12 months. Mm. Defund the police, that was a big cry in the US last year. Sack the government, uh, a revolt against authority at all levels, and we even see it in churches in many places. It feels like, to me, it feels like 
as if society is on the brink of collapse. And then there's signs in the spiritual world. There's a, I mean, mm. Paul talks about in Second Timothy two five. He talks about uh, Christians having a form of godliness but denying the power. So they look like Christians on the outside, but they're not behaving like Christians. And and that's that's coming true. We see that persecution, mm. false messiahs, um, a lack of this true agape, godlike love. Never before has there been a time in history when all of these signs were fulfilled together at the same time and in such quick succession. I want to read just before we go to the break, just a couple of verses. Mm-hmm. First one, <coughs> First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 3. It says this, For they say... For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So labor pains, as I talked about before, labor pains. Now, um, you know, the the quick succession, the things increasing in intensity and frequency. And then in Matthew 24, 33, Jesus says a very interesting thing. He says, so you also, when you see all these things know that it is near at the doors when you see all these things not when you see one or two or three of them when you see all these things know that it is near at the doors we are seeing all these things today we know that jesus coming is at the doors. Uh, a very famous writer wrote, The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis. Great changes are soon to take place in our world and the final movements will be rapid ones. Mm, indeed. And um, we look forward to hearing more that you have for us today later on. And uh, we've had a listener text in, um, Stephen Thank you for texting in. Um, he shared his experience of experiencing a storm. And he said, I was in the middle of three storms on the Wolundele River. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get... Um, it's hard to pronounce that. Um, mm. Where three gorgeous meet. Everything went crazy. I thought I was gone. I prayed and felt a beautiful feeling and completely safe. The storm stopped um, a, li- a while later, hail and trees, etc., all over the place. I was out in the mm. open and perfectly fine. I felt the most wonderful um, feeling I ever, I'll never forget. Um, thank you so much. That is such a wonderful sharing. And uh, yeah, it just uh, it feels like God took care of you at that time. Mm. Um, and we encourage our listeners to also sh- share the experiences of um, experiencing a storm approaching. And uh, for our offer for today, we have we're giving this book called Darkness Before Dawn, and that's by Ellen White. Um, do you think that the world around you is go- growing out of control? Have you ever wondered why do innocent people suffer? Why are so many problems in the world today, and why does it seem that no one has a solution? And have you ever thought how you can find personal peace and where God is when all this is happening. Uh, This book will give you the answers you need to understand what is happening in the world around you and you will know what direction our world is taking, how you are involved and how it will all end. We'll give you the code to um, claim that book after the break, but for now we're going to listen to this song, He Leadeth Me by the Downing Family. (laughs) 
one of my favorite songs, He Lead Leadeth Me by the Downing Family. And you're listening to Taz Encounters uh, with David Maxwell. And as promised, I'm going to give you the code for the offer for today, which is the book, The um, Darkness Before Dawn by Ellen White. And uh, the code is King7. Um, text King seven two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, King number seven, no spaces in between two zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one, and we'll send this book to you. Um, so David, before the break, you mentioned that seeing all these things happening at the same time around us today should prompt us to certain actions. Would you like to explain that before we wrap up? Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. You know, like. Um, like Stephen when he texted in and he said that he took action um, when he saw the storm coming it might have not been the kind of action many people would have taken but he prayed you know he took action and he was safe because of that God doesn't want us to be caught unawares he tells us what's coming before it happens and he tells us that not just so that we can say hey look I know where things are in history but it's so that we can actually take action coming back to that listener question I can remember a time in Western Australia where I was uh, for those who uh, know what I'm talking about the locations we were driving up towards the Morley um, shopping complex Mm -hmm. and as we were driving up towards that on the right hand side out the window I could see uh, you know when you see an entire front uh, weather front coming in we could see this entire weather front Uh, to the right of the car and it was rolling in very very quickly and it was that that bluish um, green color and you knew there was hail in there Mm -hmm. and and we were coming up and it was a busy time and there were lots of cars at the the lights and i was anxiously waiting come on come on come on change lights because i had to get in that left lane and turn and go into the undercover parking area Mm -hmm. and so we did that we 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 had to take action and we pulled in and we sought refuge and we found refuge and we went into the shopping complex we heard the terrible downpour and the and the hail and everything and when we came out we were shocked at the devastation there was just cars with broken windows everywhere people were injured uh, it was it was a terrible terrible storm and so you know when we see those signs happening god wants us to take action Mm. And one of those actions he wants us to take, when we see the signs, firstly, in verse 6 here, Jesus says, you see all these signs, don't be troubled. Mm. I think that's a fascinating thing for Jesus to say. Mm. Why would we not be troubled? Mm. Why? Because God is our refuge and strength. You know, like, like Stephen texted and gave that answer, it was a fabulous answer to fit in with this story. Mm. Because he, as it says in Psalms 46.1, God is a very present help to those in trouble. But it's important that we don't just see, rather that we act as well. Acts 3.19 says we need to repent and be converted. God has time right now. He, it is, the time is short, but the time is now for us to repent and be converted. Luke twenty one twenty eight. look up for our redemption is near. Second Peter 3, 11, he says we should be, Peter says, Christ speaks to us through Peter, and he says we should be in all holy conversation. We should be concerned about our behavior and asking God to change it. 
Matthew 24:44 he says get ready for his kingdom how would you get ready for Jesus to come and accept you into his perfect kingdom mm. when we answer that question we see we need changes in our life and we want him to come and change us so being ready being ready will escape that destruction and final judgment and plagues that God is telling us are going to happen before the time or after the time of his patience runs out that's some people call that probation you know he gives us this time of grace but that time is eventually going to run out those who receive the mark of the beast we get all these plagues on them so we need to understand that what does that mean revelation 14 revelation 18 we maybe will have time to look at that later we'll be able to avoid all these things because we've responded to the call to come out of false religion and to obey God faithfully. That's what he wants us to do. Mm. So clearly, just from looking at a few of these prophetic texts about Jesus, we can see that we're in the last days of the last days. Mm. Uh, We're living in these days of judgment. The execution phase of God's final judgment is about to begin. I'll speak more on that next time. So, you know, when we see these signs in the Bible, looking back to that illustration I used to start with, you know, the bridge is out, but we're looking at the edges of the sharp sign instead of the bridge being out, and we're going to go over the edge. God wants us to be ready and look at the right things. He wants us to remember the most pressing issue, the return of the king. Mm. Um, to those who listen and respond, they're described in Revelation 14 and verse 12. Revelation 14 and tw- verse 12, it says those who are the, the patience of the saints are those who keep the commandments of God mm-hmm. and keep the faith of Jesus. We need the faith of Jesus and we need to be obedient to him. Mm-hmm. You know, if you identify with the seditious today, you know, those who are rebelling against authority it's not too late to change. Mm. If we're identifying with those who've lost that first agape love of God, we don't love God like we used to, mm. Jesus wants us to renew it now while there's time. If you identify with those who don't yet know this coming king, mm. he wants to get to know you today. Mm. And in, verse, in Matthew 24, verse 13, Jesus says, after talking about these signs, he says, he who endures to the end will be saved. The signs show us that the king is coming soon. Are you enduring? Are you preparing? Are you getting ready for him to come today? Mm. Thank you, David, for that powerful sharing. And that is a question for us to think um, upon and uh, answer ourselves and just, yeah, to um, yeah, so to understand um, what God wants us to do. Um, David, what do you have for us next week? Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. So next week we're going to look more specifically at the signs that have not yet been fulfilled in history. So we talked about today about things being fulfilled mm-hmm. uh, and being fulfilled, but we're going to talk about things still ahead and you'll see how close to the end we really are. And the program is entitled History's Final Pages. Okay, and um, also just to remind our listeners that um, the code to get the book offer for today, which is um, Darkness Before Dawn by Ellen White, is King 7, um, text King number 7, um, no spacing between 2488-880-891, and we'll be able to send that book to you. And next week on Monday, we have David Leo, and uh, David will be talking about 
till death do us part. It sounds like um, wedding vows, but it's not. So join David mm. and I on Monday to learn more about what he has to share. And also join us next week on Friday and every other day um, to listen to these amazing programs. Um, thank you for joining us today, and we hope you've been blessed. And thank you, Stephen, for texting in. And wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. And may God bless you.